When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Eliza Riley, Sports Channel of the West Australian, joins us here on the Overnight Crowd because Fremantle, they had the big win over North Melbourne in the AFLW. So, of course, we're heading over to the West to make sure we've got the West Australian bias on this win. Eliza, thanks for joining us. Yeah, g'day. It was a brilliant win for the Dockers. It was outstanding, wasn't it? The The game itself had a lot of hype leading into it. Obviously, the the oddity of the fact that the other qualifying final in Collingwood and Brisbane is postponed and we still don't know what is going on with that one due to the health and safety protocols that Collingwood suffered under. But if we focus on this game, uh, it was... I guess for Frio, they got the running going in the second quarter and they just never let up. Yeah, it was that typical, I guess, North Melbourne performance um, very early on in that they, you know, they love their uncontested football. They love playing sort of keepings off with the opposition and the signs were definitely there in that first quarter that North Melbourne were had come to play and they looked very ominous early, to be completely honest. But then quarter time happened, Fremantle had the chance to sort of reset and the fact that um, North sort of kicked four points in that first quarter, you know, they just didn't get banged for their buck up forward. So it kept Fremantle in the game. And then from that point on, it was basically Fremantle's game, which is crazy to think um, considering the midfield North Melbourne have. You know, you had Ash Riddell fresh off 42 disposals last week. She only finished with a 23. Jazz Garner was probably a bit below her best, still good, but not at her brilliant best. And then Emma Carney as well, who's been playing off halfback. The kangaroos, they sort of had to break class in case of emergency there and throw it on ball late. But Fremantle's midfield completely got the job done. They did. It was a story in the midfield. Uh, Miller, O'Sullivan and Bowers. Uh, Bowers had an uncharacteristically really quiet first quarter, but she got going late and then the midfield just seemed to dominate for uh, the Purples. Yeah, Trent Cooper said uh, post-match that Bowers sort of woke up with a bit of a sore back um, okay. and, you know, they she was in a bit of doubt, I think, coming into the game. They weren't sure whether she was going to get up. So it sort of explains um, that first quarter where she didn't get a touch. She only weighed one tackle, which is very uncharacteristic for someone like Kiara who loves her tackling. And I think she finished with three for the day. So you can sort of forgive her there coming in with a bit of a sore back. But once it sort of freed up and she got into the game... You know, she just hit her hit her straps again and finished with 21 touches. I think 16 of those came in the second half. So she certainly had an influence. And then Hayley Miller, um, we know she's had a career best season, but her um, just leading, I guess, and captaining her first final, she completely translated that in-season form into the heat of finals, had 21 disposals, a goal and five-odd clearances. So she was enormous through the midfield as well. And then, yeah, like you said, you're throwing Gabby O'Sullivan and it's a... It's a pretty menacing trio. And I think that um, I reckon the midfield for Fremantle 
really um, felt freer because they knew they had uh, Janelle Cutsperson back and then Ange Stannett. Those two were outstanding in defence for Fremantle. Yeah, Janelle's a massive in. Obviously, uh, fractured her jaw at training very early on in the season and has only just made it back. I had a chat to Janelle post-game and she's still got plates in her jaw. She can't feel the left side of her face because she's actually damaged a nerve. So it's absolutely remarkable that she's managed to make it back onto the ground um, and play in this final as well as she did as well. There was a moment she sort of went down with cramp late and everyone sort of had their you know hearts in their mouths but luckily it was just the cramp and she got on with it but I think um defensive coach Lisa Webb I heard Trent Cooper saying post-match that Lisa actually slept in and missed breakfast uh, this morning so um, that just proves how how easy people sleep when you know you've got Chanel lining up in defense here. That's fascinating. If we just have a little bit of a glance on North Melbourne, uh, things started to go wrong for them when their ruck um, went down with concussion, uh, which meant that Emma King, there, you know, has been a, a brilliant tall target for them across the half forward line. She got shifted back into her uh, ruck duties. That kind of also unsettled North Melbourne, didn't it? Yeah, certainly. Kim Rennie's been a really handy pickup for North Melbourne this year, um, playing that you know bulk in the ruck, and she went down. Fairly early, um, it has to be said, and um, Emma King looked really threatening in that first quarter up forward, clunking a few marks and having a couple shots on goal. So to take her out of the forward line, it sort of, yeah, definitely eased the Fremantle defenders a bit because her combined with Talia Randall up there, that's a pretty menacing, you know, one-two punch yeah. up in the forward line. So for her to go out and into the ruck, has to be said, she still, um, you know, impacted the game in the ruck and sort of, was muscling around Mimstrom a bit around contests around the ground, but obviously it's just you'd much rather her be that tall timber up forward. Absolutely. So it was for Fremantle, 11 over the ruse for 7.31. Very accurate display from Fremantle. Up next, they head across to Adelaide to take on the minor premiers. Now, we always fall into this sort of uh, feeling of the team that plays versus the team that has the week off. You get really up and about about the, the winning side coming through. Uh, obviously, you've got your, your West Australian bias on. How do you think Fremantle will go against Adelaide in this next set of finals? Oh, it's tough. It's, it's the <laughs> men, most menacing task in the AFLW, I think, at the moment to go and play Adelaide at Norwood Oval. But like you said, um, the the one thing sort of going against Adelaide is they have had that halt in their momentum in the week off. But Adelaide is such an experienced and professional outlet that they've probably um, got some strategies up their sleeve to really deal with that and move past it um, and make sure they don't drop off their momentum too much. So I think the fascinating thing is going to be how the AFLW sort of handles the, the other side of the fixture, really, because we... At this stage, um, they expect that final against Adelaide to go ahead next Saturday. Um, but if the AFLW decides, you know, we need another week to extend the final series and make this Collingwood-Brisbane um, game happen, then Adelaide could potentially have two weeks off in a row. And I think that swings the momentum in Fremantle's favour more. It's just, it's. I think for Fremantle, the key is going to be um, replicating the performance they did today, but taking it to another notch because Adelaide's midfield is one of the best in the competition and that's where um, Adelaide totally got their momentum in the second half the last time these two sides met. It's going to be an absolute epic final, uh, Adelaide versus Fremantle. Have you got any word at all on, on what might actually be happening with the Collingwood and Brisbane Lions fixture? 
So it sounds like the AFL is going to make an announcement and finalise that plan on Monday. And there's, you know, there's a couple of options on the table that they're sort of working through at the moment because it's at the end of the day, it is a final series. And if this happened in the home and away season, you could probably get away with a shorter break and trying to cram the game in as we have seen. But for the integrity of the competition, it's it's the sort of season, um, and we've seen it the past three seasons, where you don't want to have that asterisk over the Premier. So I think they're trying to work towards a solution that will keep the integrity of the competition intact. So I think that's going to mean a pretty decent break. Um, whether they do extend the season by another week, I think that's probably the more unlikely option at this stage, considering how adamant the AFL is that they want the grand final paid on that weekend of April 2nd or 3rd. Mm. So if I had to guess at this stage, I'd say they'd probably try and get the game away early in the week and then turn around the winner and um, face Melbourne next weekend, which is obviously not ideal for the winner of that game. But at the end of the day, it's if you extend the season by a week, you risk run the risk of it happening to another team. So I think the ideal solution mm. is as mean as it sounds is to try and get the final series done as quick as possible. Yeah, it's going to be so hard, isn't it? it it's literally for the teams remaining, guys go into lockdown because the, the final series can't continue to get halted by the unfortunate occurrence of COVID running through a squad. It's going to be really, really tough for all of these players. Hey, while we've got you, Liza, before we say goodbye, uh, you've got two West Australian teams in action in the AFL men's across Sunday. Quickly, how do you think Frio and West Coast Eagles are going to go in their round one clashes? Yeah, so Fremantle, obviously, there's a bit of hype surrounding the Dockers coming into this season, which is great to see. They've been out of finals since 2015, and there's a lot of feeling in the air in Perth that they generally could be a chance of making it this year. But looking at the Dockers, they've got three of the most important players out um, in Sean Darcy, the big, powerful Ruckman, Matt Tabernall up forward, and, of course, Captain um, Matt Fife through the midfield. So I think those are three massive outs for the Dockers um, in terms of importance to the team. So it's going to take a really mature performance from Fremantle, I think, to get ahead and make sure they come home with a win because Adelaide, you know, they're a young and emerging side, but those sort of sides tend to start the season pretty well. Um, So fingers crossed Dockers can get the job done. Then looking at the West Coast side of things, it's been the preseason from hell for the (laughs) Eagles, to be blatantly honest. They've lost players to injury. They've got a couple out due to health and safety protocols with COVID this week. Basically, they've, it's to the point where one of the emergencies on their team is actually one of those waffle top-up players um, back on now yeah. from Claremont. They've had to call on to fill out a team. So it's basically the B team um, for West Coast tomorrow, but still with a few stars in there. So it's it's definitely they're up against it. The Suns are a really young and exciting side, and they've shown a lot through the preseason as well. So, uh, if I had to tip, I'm going the Suns at the moment. But the Eagles at Optus Stadium is always a hard task. Well, Eliza, absolutely love your work. Thank you for joining us on the overnight crowd tonight. No worries. Thank you. It's Eliza Riley, the sports journal from the West Australian, joining us to go across the AFLW match where Fremantle have progressed through. They will take on Adelaide next weekend after accounting for North Melbourne. And, of course, a little quick look at how the Frio men's and West Coast Eagles men's will go in their round one fixtures on Sunday. You're on the overnight crowd. Time for your calls and your texts in just a moment.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.